St. Albans. You're listening to The Morning Drive with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620 WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Tuesday morning and uh, joining us in studio now. And we are thrilled to have him here. He's been with us a few times before, but now he's joining us as the retiring broadcaster, longtime award-winning journalist from WPTZ, Stuart Ledbetter. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. And Stuart, so I, I have to say, when I got the news, when I read first that you were you were stepping back, you were retiring after 40-plus years, I felt good for you, but I also kind of felt like, oh, I hate to see something great end. And I'm going to, and I am frankly going to miss seeing you daily on the news on WPT. Well, thanks, Kurt. We go back a long time, don't we? Uh, you, you've interviewed me many times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Just I think the other day. Uh, in fact, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you can't help yourself. <laughs> he really can't. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, what was last year? You stepped away from Vermont this week. Yeah, and you were the longest-serving moderator of Vermont this week. Yes, after. The legendary Jack Perry. Yes. And then uh, Chris, Graff. Uh, Chris Graff did it for, how many years did Chris Graff do it? Uh, almost as, as long as I did. But you surpassed like 15 that. 15 years. Yeah, something like that. I mean, they've they've only had three. In, in fact, know. they haven't even settled on a new one yet, right? They haven't. No, they, they continue their rotation. Um, I, I hope they settle on someone soon because uh, it, it helps to have continuity. Yeah, Jeopardy, for example, went on too long. Looking for their new host. It does like, seem like you got to settle on somebody. That's the new trend now. They do the rotation. Yeah. You see that in a lot of different. Yeah. Outlets. And with somebody like that, what do they look for? I mean, you want somebody with some gravitas, it would seem like. like for you, for the, this week? a new host. Or, well, I don't know much about a game show, but. No, I, no, I for Vermont this week, not Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But what do they look for? You, you look for I assume you want somebody with a long time. Uh, history in journalism in Vermont and somebody who brings some gravitas. Yeah, I mean, institutional memory helps because you have, I mean, everybody else on your program is sort of, by definition, rotating, uh, driven by the news of the week. And it, it helps if you have some experience and, uh, you know, you're not new to the state. So what, um, well, we'll look forward to seeing who ends up being the, the new uh, the new host. But what... Um, what what made you make this decision to retire, Stuart? Had this been something you'd been thinking oh, about yeah. after leaving Vermont this week, or or no, I'd been thinking about it for the last couple of years. I, I you know, Kurt, I've I've been I've been on television and the radio for forty one years. I know it's an incredible you know, run, and and uh, I was at UVM when I started. What got you started? What how did you get started? I. A friend of mine at UVM said, "You know, you should you should wander down to the campus radio station WRUV WRUV." And um, you know, they didn't worry about things like ratings or you know anything like that. And they <laughs> we put do me on the two a.m. Uh, slot. That was my first slot, the overnight. So I guess you did. You know, they wanted to make sure that you didn't screw up too badly during a slot in which somebody might be listening. And um, boy, I thought it was great. It it's was just fun. great fun. Yeah, college radio. I think college a lot radio of folks, is really fun. Uh, really do kind of. And I don't even know the state of college radio now, but uh, I think a lot of folks that are in radio just kind of wandered down one day to the local. That's exactly station. how it happened. Yeah, and that led to an internship, which led to a job, which led to another job, which led to you know. And how your it father ran for political office. Yeah, <clears throat> did that? Did that sort of add to your it interest? Sure did. In, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, my, you know, my, my parents were both 
lifelong Republican um, voters and were interested. We talked about um, issues around the dinner table. And so that was the environment. Um, and, uh, and when he ran for the U.S. Senate in 1980 uh, against Senator Leahy, uh, long shot, challenging an incumbent, um, you know, I worked on the campaign. I was a teenager, and I was the driver. That was what I did. And I put up posters in general store windows and stuff uh, like that. And, um, you know, I, I got to see the interaction between candidate and reporters who would follow uh, him around. Uh, he walked the state that year. And it, I, there was just a little light bulb that went off. He said, hey, I can do that. I mm. could do that. I could do that at least as well as some of the people who were covering him that year. And then fast forward a few years later, uh, when I walked into the campus radio station, and, and that was that was kind of how this whole thing got started. But you came out of a, a family that was, you know, uh, the daily conversation around the table was. Yeah, you know, we talked about Congress and, and, and public policy stuff. And, and we got it. a call coming yeah. in from you, which we'll get to. But I remember when I first started hearing your name in journalism, yeah. I was thinking of your father. I said, huh? wait, he's going from he ran against like <laughs> now he's getting into journalism. I was like, oh, wait, this is this is his son. And I, I would say that I covered I've covered Senator Leahy, you know, for a very long time. And, you know. There was no, never an issue. That hatchet was buried right from out of the gate. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yes, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you? Great. Uh, my name is Michael uh, Landingham. I'm uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. I was a former candidate for president in 2020, and now I'm running again as an independent for 2024. Okay, uh, this great, is Mike. not the Thanks. time we are talking to Stuart Ledbetter. <laughs> <laughs> you ever run into that? <laughs> sure, it's funny because I've been looking at, at clips. You know, I'm, I have to come up with oh yeah, they not won't. a blooper reel, but but you know, um, yeah, I have to go into the vault. Uh, and uh, you know, there were a lot of New Hampshire primaries. I I think I've done seven, and you know, they have thirty or thirty five people on the ballot. And I mean, you remember the infamous Vermin Supreme. Well, he was, you know, he's run, I think, in every New Hampshire primary for, you know, 20 or more years. And they have people just like your caller who you've never heard of who are on the ballot in some of these early primary uh, states. And, you know, hey, it's a great country, isn't it? They just call up live radio and say, hey, I'm running for president. Sure. Okay, not the topic we're on right now. (laughs) Now, Stuart, so as you got into it, and I want to talk about also some of your biggest interviews. I've I've seen some of them. But did you you step back and say, okay, I'm going to, like, as you mentioned, you you watched some of the people that were interviewing your father, and you said, hey, I think I can do this, and maybe a little bit better than some of the people I'm seeing. I did, yes. Did you watch people and say... I think they're doing this right, or th- oh, yeah. this could be done. They could this could be done a little better than that. that- yeah, I, I don't. It, it's it's more art than science. Um, I, I think you have to be curious, uh, and you know, I've always been um, very curious about issue ideas that I don't know much about, um, and I think you have to listen carefully to the answer. It's not just a, it's not about you. It's about right. listening. Um, to the answer, and if the answer isn't clear, clarify. Um, you can always, and in our business, you know, you can go back and edit. If it doesn't work, or if there's a, you know, a meandering section, you can cut it out. But um, yeah, and it, it it just has evolved over time. But yeah, you bet. I watch I watched the the greats, you know, coming coming along um, that were terrific. Sunday morning shows are, you know, I love them. Yeah, I do too. Every, every Sunday. Sunday. 
Let's uh, let's go back to the including phones. yours. Good morning. <laughs> You're live on the morning drive. Speaking of bloopers, uh, what's been your best hot mic uh, experience on the air? You know, I'm hoping to get through the end of the day Friday without a major faux pas. I I have never, you know, uh, <laughs> careers have ended suddenly um, yeah. <laughs> with thanks to a hot mic and. Uh, I, I don't know that I've had a, a you know, nothing that was too embarrassing. Uh, I don't think. I've, I haven't been caught, uh, fortunately, because... There's still time. It's a, There's still I know, time. I know, yeah. I know. It's <laughs> an, an unceremonious <laughs> end, uh, well. if you were to say a bad word. Yeah, oh yeah. The FCC does not like it. No. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. I... Stuart, I just want to say I like watching the news. I liked watching you. You're just super cool, super chill. I dig it, and I'm going to miss you. Hey, man, thank you so much. Yeah, I do think that your approach is very approachable, and I think that's why a lot of people connect um, with you over the years. I just, I remember... Um, you know, it was like all of a sudden PTZ was this news force and you were, you were, you were behind that drive. Yeah, that was, that was, we really made a push in the, um, uh, around 1990s when it, yeah. is when it accelerated and we became pretty aggressive and I was doing battle with Marcellus Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was good. I mean, we brought competition, um, and it raises the bar in the entire yeah, market. Of course it does. Yeah. I, I, Everyone's game. Yep. We're talking to Stuart Ledbetter, the award winning broadcaster for WPTZ. For, he's been in broadcasting for over 40 years. You've got a question for Stuart? Give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 Stuart, I want to ask you this. And I read a, a, a column by Peggy Noonan the other day yeah. in the Wall Street Journal. And she was talking about will journalists learn how to cover Trump in this next election? And she gave some examples of how the media, she thinks, has sort of blown it with Trump. That they get, they get too carried away with their own opinions and, and let that bias sort of seep in. Like, they'll start a story saying something negative rather than just, she's, she's saying, let me decide. Let the listeners, the, right. the viewers decide rather than you give us the editorial comments. Do you, are you concerned these days about, um, the national media? And and the fact that so many people now think it's look at it sometimes and say, oh, it's fake news or they don't believe the of media course. or whatever. Oh, no, it's a terrible thing. Uh, the, the media has this is a broad generalization uh, created this um, in, in some respects and um, also fragmentation where we we listen to the channel and and, and the station that we agree with. Or think we agree with, and we only want to hear opinions that that reinforce our own um, biases. And so, part of it is is the national media landscape, and part of it, are, I think, has been engineered by media organizations that have not covered. Uh, you talked about Donald Trump. I did. I read the same column, uh, Noonan's column. And she's terrific. Yeah, I love love Noonan. She's terrific. Uh, she's no fan of Donald Trump's. No, exactly. No, no. But she's saying, but she's saying, let's cover him the right way facts. instead of turning people exactly. off from Turn, stick to the facts. Exactly. Right. Keep your opinions out of it. That's not where they belong. They belong in Peggy Noonan's column. She's a she's an opinion columnist. Right. Not on the evening news uh, or the morning papers. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Stu. 
Uh, my question is a two-parter. Uh, as far as I know, you have had never been the, the lead evening anchor on Channel 5, and I'm, I'm wondering why that was. And number two, uh, how many lead anchors did you work with over your 40 years at in broadcasting? Um, actually, I was the 6 o'clock anchor for a couple of years, uh, in 89, 90, 91, I think it was. But I was also the news director uh, at, at uh, NBC5, and that's a lot to juggle. Uh, Diff Parsons had the same two hats, and it, it's a lot. Uh, so I decided to focus on newsroom management, and, um, uh, and then later, uh, much And you're later, not going to do both of those together, right? You're not going to be the lead anchor and do the news management for the most part, right? Uh, well, I did for a couple, if you did, for but two, then... three years, and it was tough. Um, Parsons did it for a lot longer, uh, and it was okay, I guess, for him. But um, that, that was the reason. I, you know, I, believe it or not, I'm in, I'm in like a public-facing job, but I, I, I'm not like an egomaniac at, at all. Uh, I'm not... Um, particularly back then it's sort of uncomfortable when you walk into the price chopper on a Sunday morning and you're, you know, and at at that time it's cool now, it's totally cool now. But back then I was, I just, uh, and I was peripherally involved at the time. And I just remember that everybody, because I was like, he's great. Why isn't, you know, and I thought I didn't know, you know, and it was because he's a news guy and wants to drive the news operation. And that's, that's what it was. You really wanted to be out there. You have to be focused on, strategy and hiring yeah. and personnel and stuff like that yeah because it wasn't wasn't for lack of request from management it was, no 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 uh, I, I i could have done it again uh, uh six seven years ago when we had a a change and yeah. um i wanted to i wanted to do the five thirty yeah. news and the sunday morning uh sunday morning program it was and and stay on the street i think it's a i i, I think it's a smart move i do uh let's go back to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive hi I had two things I wanted to say real quickly. The approachability factor in a news person seems is really important, like to, for people like me, because I remember Cronkite uh-huh. and how he just gave the news, like you're talking about. And you did a fantastic job. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think would be one of the biggest challenges in um, young people who are coming up in in the field of journalism as a TV reporter, what advice or challenge do you think they're going to face when uh, as this progresses through the years with technology? Thank well, you again, and I'll take uh, your answer off there. Yeah, what a sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, I, you know, you got to work at it. You got to read a lot. Try try to get as smart as you can about some of these issues, and focus on a beat, if you can. I mean, not every newsroom will allow you to do that. But, you know, to me it was politics and, and, and business and economic news because that is just what I was most interested, interested in. Um, you know, I mean, some of the issues in Montpelier are complex. I'm, you know, explain to me, and I'll give you 60 seconds, Kurt, how uh, public schools are funded in this state? Oh. How do we collect? How do we? How do we uh, collect taxes to make sure it's fair? Yeah. I mean, it's nobody can. It's, explain. it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. With, with where in a way that anybody can ex- can understand. Sure, yeah, but there are lots of issues like that. I mean, that's the extreme example. But but is that why it's important for young reporters to sort of delve into an issue and learn about it a little bit so that yeah. they do ask the right pertinent of questions? Of course, of course. I remember 
talking to a reporter several years ago. I said, watch this City Place project downtown. Be an expert at this. This is going to pay dividends to you for years to come because it's going to be a key issue for Chittenden County for years to come. Yeah, I'll give um, you an example. I, I had uh, I had a reporter ask me a question, but it was a brand new reporter. Yeah. And I had to stop and tell them, let me tell because they, they didn't know anything about the issue. And they were new to the area, and I had to kind of stop and say, let, let me just tell you a little bit off the air about how this works. Yeah, the, I, I, I've heard that 20 times in the last couple of weeks for people who, you know, oh, gosh, we have, there's, there's so much turnover in the broadcast news business. And it's true, and it's true at all, at all of the stations. We, we've gone through a wave. I think they, we've hired some very promising, um, uh, smart young people, and it will be fine. But we're just sort of in that transition period right now. Uh, well, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, everyone. Uh, hey, Stuart, big fan. Uh, I appreciate your uh, work ethic, et cetera. Wow. Thank uh, you. My question is, is it possible that you could advocate for WVMT to get Bernie Sanders uh, <laughs> into a segment? Uh, it's been a while Thanks. since Bernie's been on, Kirk. Uh, Anthony? Bernie, right? yeah, as you're retiring, Stuart, can you get Bernie Sanders yeah. on the show for us? <laughs> I want to talk to Bernie for uh, It's funny. I was, I was talking with a radio fellow yesterday who said the exact same thing. Yes, but that radio fellow uh, <laughs> know specifically radio said fellow. to us, don't ever have him on. It's more fun not having him on oh. and saying he's never been on. I will tell We will you, take him on. Yeah, you. yeah, of course. We uh, always. But this is where I, I like this seat from from having kind of been a, been a peripherally in this for a long time and i told you off the air i say this on the air kurt has an approach to people where i think he's an he's a natural at it and he asks questions he'll have a follow-up but he lets their answers stand and move on to something else yeah. we, we don't i initially the first day i was here i got into a debate with a guest that was just it was wrong it was wrong and i didn't you know i had to chill a little yeah and when that person says that it's like there's there's this you have to be approachable and um, I've watched Kurt, who, you know, comes from the Republican Party and was the last Republican on the city council in Burlington, navigate with all these people that are completely uh, politically on the opposite end of the spectrum. But we have great conversations with them. We, we get into these, these, these great uh, conversations. And at the end of the day, it's nice because you get to hear what, where people are coming from. So when you said you have to have the the ability to let them speak and listen, I think that's important. Absolutely. Now, Senator Sanders uh, is sort of a he's unusual uh, in terms. I mean, he's run for president of the United States twice. He's a committee chairman in Washington. He's a big deal. He's a rock star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No matter what um, you like, if you like his politics or not. Um, here we are in February of 2024, and he has not told us whether he's running for reelection this November. He walks away when you ask him. I mean, this, it's not an unreasonable question. It's not. He, he doesn't do uh, many interviews uh, here at all anymore. And that, that really changed when he ran for president. And, um, you know, I, I get, you know, he, when you get into that, the, 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 the heat of a national campaign and everybody wants a piece of you, um, you know, the news media back home in Little Vermont may not seem as important. Yeah, I hear you. Now, Stuart, we're coming up against a break in a minute or two here, but I want to ask you this. Um, what, when we talked about the national media scene and you mentioned your concerns, 
Is there somebody, I, there's somebody that I feel this way about, but who do you think does it right when you look at the national media? Somebody, whether now or in the past, somebody that you looked at as like, this is a, somebody that you you looked up to or idolized or wanted to pattern yourself after. I, well, don't copy. I, I think it's a mistake be to try yourself. to copy. Yeah, th- th- that's number one. You must be yourself. But, um, you know, there have been a lot of people through the years. Um, I, I was, I'm a big Sunday morning fan, as, as I said. Um, I, loved, I loved Russert. That's, I, that's the one. I, I just, the irreplaceable Tim Russert um, was a master. Super smart, prepared, used humor. Um, but you won't pull one over on him because he uh, was a very bright guy. Um, I like David Brinkley a ton uh, when I was growing up. I like George Will. I like the the, the Cokie Roberts Will um, Sam Donaldson. That was morning. The that was the best best round yeah, table. It was fabulous, and um, I agree with you. Russert to me was he did it right because you knew he worked for a Democrat, but really when he asked questions, you wouldn't have known whether he was a Democrat no, he's or Republican because fair. he. I don't. For me, it's like ask tough questions, but just do it the same for both sides. Yeah, uh, and you, of course. And I want to. Was this one of your big interviews? Thrills because we had him on this show, George Will. I yeah. I watched your interview with George Will, and I thought it was great. But was that a thrill for you after being his? That being one of your. Favorite I, I remember when I was in college watching um, the Sunday morning roundtable, and they had the benefit of having the same four people on each week, so there was consistency, and they they got each other's timing and chemistry. Uh, and I asked Will when he was here in South Burlington last year, the yeah. year before, uh, I said, what made that show click? And he said, it was all Brinkley, entirely Brinkley. I mean, he just had a way of putting you at ease. And this is coming from Will. Uh, George Will and Sam Donaldson were polar opposites politically, and Cokie was probably, you know, in the middle. Um, and, you know, that was his answer without missing a beat. George Will was terrific, I mean, he, and he's not a kid. <laughs> he was um, ageless. I think that was how I broke the ice. I said, boy, you haven't changed a bit. It was a great interview, and I know that I felt the same way when he was on this show. I was like, oh, my God. I almost was, like had to stop because I, I was like, I'm talking to George Will. Yeah. I'm George Will. He's a legend. Yeah. I, I, didn't he win the Pulitzer Prize? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Stuart's going to stay with us through... You're listening to The Morning Drive with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Tuesday morning, and we are thrilled to have with us Stuart Ledbetter. Uh, And continuing on, if you have a question for Stuart, he is after 40 years, over 40 years, he is stepping back. He's retiring uh, I know that so many of us are going to miss him on the air daily. Uh, and if you have a question for Stuart, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 And Stuart, as you step back, um, you won't be there daily. You're going to take some time off. But will you continue to do some projects with PTZ? Well, they've, they've invited me to um, come back in the fall uh, around election time. And I don't know exactly what format that will that will take, but, um, you know, that's what I've always gravitated toward when it's campaign and debate season, I get excited. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I'm sure they will love having you back covering, you know, as we head into this big election, obviously. Sure. So, so you'll take a few months off and going to do a little traveling. You betcha. <laughs> yeah. I've never taken, uh, I've had two weeks 
a couple of times. But, you know, this has been a life unfolding in one-week vacation periods for four decades, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, hi. uh, This is uh, John from Charlotte, and I'm uh, just calling uh, to say that uh, I I went to uh, high school with Stuart, and I can say uh, he's just a really good individual and um, just a nice guy, the kind of person you want as a neighbor. And I think that comes off, um, you know, when he's reporting on on things. Um, he's obviously very extremely objective and um, appreciate everything he's done for the last 40 years. So good job, Stuart, and good luck with uh, your next ventures. Hey, what was, what was he like? Oh, is he gone? He's still no, there? I'm right here. What was he like? What, right was, here, yeah. what was Stuart like in high school? Oh, boy. No, no. Stuart was, uh, you know, the kind of person, you know, just a really nice, Nice guy, you know, the kind of uh, person, you know, he is what he is right now, you know, a nice person, um, you know, a good friend, uh, you know, the kind of person you'd want to hang out with. Did you, were you, surpri- were you surprised to see him go into media and be a 40-year uh, broadcast journalist? Uh, you know, I think Stewart would have been successful wherever he was. You know, he he's obviously smart and, and you know, he, whatever area he was going to go into he's going to look into it you know and and find out how to succeed and i think you know i i believe you know it a lot of news uh markets it's a very competitive uh market and people maybe aren't necessarily as nice and as friendly and i think um obviously stewart's been successful because of his work ethic and going at the um you know going at things objectively but i think also I could see he would be a good coworker, you know, supportive. He'd be a good uh, boss, manager, you know, because he's just a nice person. And, and you, you hear stories about, you know, even news teams, whether on the air and off the air, they're maybe not as friendly, but I could see how Stuart would be extremely successful. And I'm sure he's mentored a lot of younger um, reporters on their way up, yeah. you know, learning learning how to do that, that's, that's really how, to, how to enter the, the business. Yeah. Stuart? No, I don't have. There's no embarrassing stories about Stuart. <laughs> no, we're right, looking for that, Anthony. Let's move on quick before one pops up. <laughs> how do you? How you got to love hearing that, Stuart? What a well, sure. great I mean, testimony! That's super nice. Um, thanks, John. Thank you. Do you know I, who that is? By, you know, I, I have a. I have an idea. Yeah. And you know what I find interesting is you. You grew up in the market and you spent 40 years here. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a lot. Of, and this is a small state. You know. Yeah. I mean, we. He's absolutely right. When I started, there were stories about competing camera crews that right before the big interview, somebody would smear Vaseline on the camera lens yeah, or snip a cable. I mean, just stuff like that. Here, I'd show up at a at, a, at an event or, or Channel 3 would show up at an event and one of us would have forgotten our battery to power. The, you'd lend a battery to the other team. You, that's just the way you roll because, uh, you know... Yeah. I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna see you next week, and the week after, and the week after. Right, right, and it it makes a difference. It really does. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Just wanted to congratulate and wish uh, Stu all the very best in his retirement. Everybody always tells me retirement's the best job they've ever had. <laughs> Hope that's true for him. Yeah, I've been a long time uh, uh, viewer of uh, of the show. I, I moved here in 1980. I still remember. Uh, back then, when you had Aaron Clark and Rick Singer on sports, and 
I'm trying to remember the original name of the, the weatherman that preceded uh, Bird Tom Berdan. Bird Berdan. There yeah. you go. Yeah, Bird Berdan. Oh, he was a great yeah. guy. Great, great, Question great I guy. Have for you, Stu, and I missed the very beginning of the interview here this morning. Maybe you've mentioned it already. But how did you end up getting started doing what you're doing? Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, it's it, college radio uh, led to commercial radio, led to TV. Let's grab one more. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Thank you very much for taking my call. I, I just wanted to uh, mention to uh, Sue that uh, over the years you've been so professional and compassionate when reporting, um, especially uh, w- with our family downtown um, at Bo's Restaurant. And, and I just I just wanted to say that we always we always loved seeing you and, and uh, pulling up and uh, you're just you're going to be missed. You're, you're, you're going to be missed for sure. Hey, thanks, Mark. Thanks very much. That's that's uh, very nice of you guys to call. I mean, this this is yeah, well, unbelievable this morning. I think this is the way. I think it, it's it's genuine. And and uh, you, you grew up here. You were obviously very passionate about the area. And and it comes across on the air that that um, that that you're genuinely uh, concerned. And and uh, I I think that uh, a lot of people, you know, you. You're in their home every day, and they don't get a chance to talk back to you. So this is uh, this is I think that's just a natural reaction. <laughs> Folks funny. get an opportunity and keep the calls coming. Let's show Stuart some love. I, oh, I, 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 I really I, I mean we don't I mean, because, I mean oh, really running short. like I said I when I heard you were stepping down I was like I feel good and I said it on the radio I said I feel good for Stuart I know he he's gonna enjoy the time off do some traveling and all that but i'm gonna miss seeing them every day something else i don't know what it is yet but i'll do something i got a feeling just just uh just knowing that uh you're listening to kurt and anthony on the morning drive on fm 96.3 and am 620 wvmt Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody, where we are continuing to talk to Stuart Ledbetter. He is retiring. How dare he? (laughs) How dare he retire? I'm going to miss him on Channel 5. Uh, But we've got another call for you, Stuart. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the Morning Drive. Good morning. This is David Zuckerman, Lieutenant Governor, calling. How How are you, David? Sorry, Mr. Lieutenant Governor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I really appreciate Stuart's work over the years just in a really unbiased, uh, natural, flowing way. But I'm curious if he's got any stories um, that he wishes he did differently or that he feels like he did something and looked back and said, ah, that there was a better way to do that story. That's a good question. It is, and I, I tell you, David, uh, I'd have to think about that because uh, it's, Believe it or not, the years blend together in oh, my sure. cranium, and I really have to think about. Uh, I'd have to think about that. I was there a story that you and I, I hear what you're saying. It's tough to come up with something like that. Is there any story that you were that you entered into and you were like, "Boy, this is going to be a tough one for me to cover" because you had some connection, or you know, for example, the Bove's just calling you. Was there any story that you? ever felt a little conflicted about covering it um not not really uh, i think the, the 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 secret it's not secret but the mission is to not inject yourself into the story but to 
to try to distill um, an idea or, or a policy or a position that a candidate might be taken and just present it. And if it's, if it's controversial, so be it. If it's hypocritical, point it out. Um, but, you know, that's it. And, you know, tomorrow uh, you'll have something else to do. So no matter how bad it is, sometimes you get off the set and you say, oh, God, that didn't come out well. Um, well, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, and that's the beauty of it. It's that's right. Well, different. I don't have to tell you. Uh, no, it's true. Um, and so, again, you're, I guess this would be advice to anybody coming up through journalism, which is don't try to make it about you. No. Your, your don't focus try to is make on it the guest. You. Or, or whoever, you're, whoever you're interviewing. That's right. Work, work on your writing, work on being clear, enunciating, uh, and bring out the best in the interview subject. And then their answer stands for if they it's, if they give a bad answer, it's it's on them. It's on them. What did your? I'm curious what your father thought about it. Of your father, who was in politics, ran against Senator Leahy. When you got into journalism, what did he think? Did he give you advice? Was he did he was he happy? You know, uh, my, my father was a banker. He was a finance guy, and I, he wanted me to be a banker or a finance guy. <laughs> and no, I don't think he was too thrilled that I got into the news media. But I think he came around. In time, and I think he would be looking down this week and saying um, it, it, it worked out nicely for you. No question about it. I mean, what did you? How how did you feel when you got the the award? I was at the award ceremony when you got the you got the oh uh, uh, the VAB. Yeah, yeah. That that was one of the you know best nights of, of well, certainly the best night of my career uh, the, because the, we're talking about the. Um, the Vermont Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame, and you know, because it takes a long time to to get into the Hall of Fame, and it should, you know, it, it it's supposed to be a reflection of sustained effort over a long over the long term, and it it was the maybe the most fun night I've ever had. Now, tell us about some of the bigger stories or biggest interviews you did. We obviously mentioned George Will being one of them. Yeah. Who are some other ones that come to mind of all the interviews? You well, I've, I've, you know, cause I've covered a few presidential campaigns and a lot of New Hampshire primaries. So I've met either candidates or even presidents. Uh, the first one was with George H.W. Bush when he was vice president running for president. I was new. I was in my mid twenties and I was I was shaken like a leaf. But, you know, even in Burlington, Vermont, one of the one of the most memorable times for me was meeting one of my comedy heroes uh, in the basement of the Flynn Theater, um, Lily Tomlin. Oh, Lily Tomlin. She was the most great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One ringy dingy. Exactly. (laughs) She couldn't have been nicer. I mean, she couldn't have been less pretentious. She was terrific. Have you interviewed anybody that was a jerk? <laughs> Why did you look at How come he stared at me? Well, I mean, he, 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 we just, we've been talking how he specialized in politics. That's yeah, I've, I've, I've met some jerks. Oh, oh, if you, do you want to, okay, so you have, you don't want to put names to Correct. it, I totally understand. Correct. But, but you have interviewed a few oh, people that of course. you afterwards kind of went, of wow. Of course. Wow. We wow. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Stu. Um, sorry to see you go. Uh, we met a couple of times. I'm not going to say my name over here, but um, I just wanted to say you've done some of the best reporting. I've followed you all the way from the start. Um, 
objective, and I don't normally agree with Lieutenant Governor, but uh, you are one of the most non-biased political reporters I've ever seen. You're right up there with Walter Cronkite, and you should get some kind of award for that. Wow. Wow. Super nice. Walter Cronkite. Super nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people would probably refer to you as Vermont's Walter Cronkite because, again, <laughs> I, I, but I do think that's what you want in a reporter is that, and you've heard that over and over this morning is your fair and unbiased reporting, but well, asking questions that need to be asked at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I another reporter sent me a message last night uh, um, in Montpelier and and talked about how. You know, you can't shy away from asking a tough question, but you don't have to do it in a in a nasty way. You know, you just don't have to to go there. That really is the trick, isn't it? It is. Uh, know what you're talking about, and and let the chips fall. But um, even 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 our mayor, our our outgoing mayor, said that to me last week when we sat down and had an interview, and um, he said, you know, you had some questions that I really was hoping you wouldn't, but but. Uh, but he was okay with it. Well, it's not as easy, you know. This is this is something that that I admire, actually, from both of you. But it's not as easy to ask a question, especially when it's really hard hitting or might be controversial, in a way that is not the the, the person you're interviewing. They don't perceive it to be antagonistic. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's an affect that you got to have. Yeah, and, it's, and I think it comes with time and experience. Uh, because that's a, that is a skill set that a lot of folks don't have. Well, work on it. If you want to last exactly. 40 years, work on it. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not lasting 40 years, but I'll be 100 years old. But, uh, Stuart, as we head toward the finish line here, um, what uh, can you give us a little bit of politics, though? What do you think in this mayor's race in, Bur- in Burlington, what do you see there? And in the, mayor's, in, in the current mayor that you just mentioned, it looks like he's... Lo- leaning toward running for governor against Phil Scott if Phil's running. Uh, what do I don't you know think? about that. You don't know if he will run? Uh, against Phil Scott. I mean, oh. that's the thing. Uh, I mean, you know, look, look at the last few elections. Ask David Zuckerman about the last few elections. I mean, the, the people of Vermont seem quite comfortable with Phil Scott as governor. And perhaps in part because he's uh, a backstop against the legislature, um, I, they just like him. They trust him. Uh, I mean, it, that's that's just clear from every election result and every poll we've seen. And would it? Do you think it would be for for Mayor Weinberger? He's got a record of achievement, but at the same time, there's problems in Burlington, and there people are. outside Burlington and will probably. When's the last time a Burlington mayor got elected governor? Well, we know Peter Clavel ran against Jim Douglas, and it didn't turn out well. We know Bernie Sanders ran against Madeline Cunin, and that didn't turn out well. It's been a long time. How about in the mayor's race right now, Joan Shannon, Emma Mulvaney-Stanick? What do you see there? Well, you know, I don't live in Burlington. I don't cover City Hall closely. Uh, but um, the public safety challenges downtown are real. I go back a long time in this community, and it's it. there's a tension downtown. Um, there are force, you know, moving, uh, going out of business, uh, leaving Burlington signs along the marketplace. Some of it is cyclical, I'm sure, but um, we're, you know, as I think Joan Shannon said in our first interview, she said, Burlington's at an inflection point right now, and um, we'll see how it goes in a couple of weeks. Stuart, your last broadcast is this Friday, Friday. the 16th, right? This Friday. There will be a few surprises, I'm told. I can't wait. Many of them embarrassing, I'm sure. Everybody be remembered to watch the final broadcast, and I have to ask you this, Stuart. 
Do you think there will be tears? Will you get emotional? I hope not. And it's not bad if you do. I've seen people get emotional. Uh, that, after not. 40 years, yeah. you can understand how it would. Well, it's not. It, it's it's so long for now. It's it's not forever. All right. Well, listen, everybody, be watching the PTZ broadcast for Stewart's final broadcast. I know I'm not going to forget to watch. Definitely. And uh, hey, you certainly got a lot of compliments on the thank show. Thank you. It was, yeah, thanks to all of your listeners. This was great. Unexpected and uh Thanks. And well, any any message to the longtime listeners as uh, on this show as you prepare to sign off? Curtin Anthony, the man and the man. <laughs> this is a great show. It's I, fun. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I can see it comes through. That's good. You guys clearly love what you're doing. Yeah, it's fun. I I, uh, I, I, uh, I love it. I know Kurt loves it. But uh, we, we get a chance to talk to folks like you, too, that have, that have been here 40 years, you've watched this community and reported on it, and we really appreciate it. So thanks for coming in today. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks for being on The Morning Drive, and thanks for 40 years of incredible broadcasting journalism. Thanks, boys. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow for The Morning Drive, and you're going to find The Morning Drive only in one place, and one place only, News Talk WVMT Burlington.